Well, happy Thursday, everybody, and Hello. welcome. Howdy. How are y'all doing, my fine friends? I'm great. I got out of school. My last day of school was yesterday, so I'm great right now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I am so happy to look out here across the crowd and see all of y'all joining us. And uh, it's been about two weeks and two days mm -hmm. since we were live. Seems like about a month, though. So I'm ready. I was ready to get back going. So I missed you guys. Missed you, man. Yeah, man. Um, thank y'all for joining us tonight. Right now is a great time if you're watching this on the SBM Studios page or wherever you're seeing this. Uh, somebody may have already shared it. Would you reach down there and hit that share button and uh, share to your page? As many shares as we can get, we would appreciate it to get out there. Uh, watching YouTube live, if you'll subscribe now and, and get notifications on the channel. But we want you to join in every time we come up. But we are thankful that you have joined us. In fact, if we get enough shares, and if I see that number of live viewers hit over 100 tonight, I'm going to give something away. Ooh. So that is your incentive to share right now. Hey, Evan, you want me to do the commercials? Or you want to, Bubba? Uh, pull them up and I'll see what I can remember after two weeks. All right. <laughs> Here you go. All right. So we got the Ben Soap Company. Any of your soap needs? It's great. Natural, organic. Is it, Am I doing this all right, Scott? You got it. Go up. Go to bensoap.com and use coupon code SBM Studio. Go and visit our friends over there at Ben Soap. Dot com. Evan, do you yeah. remember what it's made from? Goat milk. Uh, goat milk. I there was going to say. All right. Just milk. making sure you remembered. All goat right. <laughs> and mypillow.com. Uh, use the coupon code SBM Studios for all your pillows. Uh, I actually used a, I've not said this yet. I got to use a MyPillow uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was the most comfortable pillow that I've ever used. And I am a very like movie sleeper, and I used it, and it, I was out like that uh, also you can get uh do they do snuggies things like little blanket yes. things i think i've yeah. seen that yeah uh, all that so uh my pillow for any of you are wanting some good sleep and it's a great christian company i was in a bookstore yesterday buying christmas gifts and i read a little bit of the uh, company owner's uh biography and it was awesome so go support mypillow.com with code sbm studios did i do good you did good, Bubba. I'm proud of mm -hmm. you. Thank you. You've got a better voice for it than I do. I've, I've, you know, I don't have the voice for radio. I've got the face for radio. So anyway, there you go. But uh, you did a great job. Well, we just thank y'all so much for joining us again. We are excited about our guest tonight. Uh, uh, one of my favorite young folks to see on the stage from one of my favorite groups in Southern gospel music. So we will not. Oh, real quick, before we bring him on, I'm going to do this. And he does not meet the age requirements. But would you look at here <laughs> back after a couple? He took a little. Vacation. Riley, make your fireworks happen. Guys. But uh, our producer, Jason, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right, mighty fine, mighty fine. All right, well, y'all, we're gonna jump in and uh, just uh, welcome our guest into the studio. Will you please make welcome Matthew Gooch from Karen Peck and you ever? Woo! What's going on? How are you doing, buddy? Man, you know, I'd be a, I'd be doing a lot better had I known that you guys had some Ben soap laying around. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can fix you up, brother. I need to hook up on that. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
if you go to bensoap.com and you use coupon code SBM Studios. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can fix you up. My favorite. I always call them flavors and they're not flavors. My favorite <laughs> scent is licorice. I'm a weirdo. So that's my Whoa. choice, but yeah, licorice. Don't eat good. soap. Don't, don't well, eat soap. Don't eat soap. Matthew, how soap. are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I was telling you guys earlier, I, I am on vacation mode from the road right now. I tell you this time of year, I don't know what happens to me. Just whenever we do that last concert of the year before Christmas, like that first weekend of Christmas break, I, I'm just like even more relaxed than mm-hmm. I ever think is possible. And uh, <laughs> so it's just been a great week. I've just been just decompressing off the year. And this has been, it's been a great year mm-hmm. uh, for the, for me personally, and just KPNR has been working a lot this year, and yeah. we've had a, a lighter fall, which is nice. And yeah. so now we're here doing Christmas, and I, I feel like we I, I cherish Christmas even more because we work so much throughout the year. Right. And it, being home for these like couple weeks, it really I, – I always try to cherish the days that we're home. Absolutely, I bet. And definitely want to say thank you uh, from our crew here and all of our watchers uh, for taking time out. I know this is your vacation and and I hope it wasn't too much of an intrusion for us to have you tonight. But just thank you for taking the time and just sitting back in the easy chair and joining us. Oh, I'm I'm actually in in our uh, second nursery room because I I didn't want the the newborn trying (laughs) to disturb our interview. (laughs) <laughs> you are fine uh we have been on 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 child watch a couple of times there was we had uh, ben and maria um wolf on and of course you know we were on we knew that if we if there was a cry over the monitor we had to take a time out so that we can we can roll <laughs> with it you know whatever we need to do but mm-hmm. well i tell you what let's do this and then i'm gonna turn it over to my young partners but um most folks who are watching i'm sure know who you are but if you will, just take a second, just like this is the first time someone is meeting you and just kind of tell a little bit about yourself, Matthew. Well, I am 31. I have been, uh, Karen Peck is my mom, in case people don't know. <laughs> that always gets a laugh. I don't know why. But uh, That's what we'd heard. <laughs> I was 10 days old when mom brought me on the road for the first time. Wow. wow. And I, I've never, until COVID, I had never been home for more than two weeks ever. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I uh, went to public school for kindergarten and first grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, the school system didn't want to work with our schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it forced mom to homeschool me. And she did. And so we, we I homeschooled through uh, my senior year. And then when I graduated, I uh, did Liberty University online. I started playing guitar for Karen Peck and New River in 2010 full time. And then from there, uh, I finished my degree in 2015. And We've just been, I started Solid Ground Coffee in 2017, and uh, it's just been the progression from there. And I, I feel like the responsibilities of KPNR keep growing each year with me. 
Yeah. I started uh, doing more of the social media stuff and mm-hmm. I, I run our bands in town page. So I started putting all of our dates in. And so it's just been a progression. It's fun. You know, I like to see, I, I think it's a challenge to see how much growth that I personally can help KPNR gain throughout yeah. a year. Right. So um, Fantastic. that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And that social media job is a job in itself. Mm-hmm. Um it is manage especially all the presences that you guys have so um well y'all uh before i turn it over to my young friends again y'all watching us uh we got several folks live if you will share please share 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 on facebook click that share button and share with your friends and on uh, youtube as well like i said if we get a hundred concurrent watchers and i'm watching our numbers here if we get that i'm going to give something very special away but I'm going to turn it over. Who wants to start us off tonight with your questions? Ladies first. I guess I can. Okay, ladies first. Go ahead. (laughs) So I guess Riley, Riley, did you want to go first? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't have a preference. Whatever's good. I kind of have a question on mine, and I'm one of those. If I don't say a question, it's going to leave, and I won't get it till like the end of the thing. What got you into playing guitar, and why guitar? I have always loved guitar. Uh, even I rem- I have memories of my dad taking me to kindergarten and he loved bluegrass and my dad <laughs> would play group bluegrass records on the way to kindergarten. And the guitar always uh, stuck out to me. And so I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's always uh, been something that I've gravitated to. Like everybody, the number one question I always get is, "You don't sing?" No, I, I, I'm just I'm not a consistent singer. I'm very pitchy, and I yeah. I have just always wanted to play guitar. That's been my love since I I don't even I can't even tell you how old I was when I fell in love with it. I loved it so much even before I physically could play it, mm. and. So it's just been an instrument that has always, I even, I took three years of piano uh, in my, uh, going into my teens and like from probably 10 to 13, I took piano and I I enjoyed it. And I, 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 I'm glad I can understand how the chords are built on, on a piano, mm-hmm. but there's something about the way a guitar feels underneath my hands and, um, uh, being able to make sound come out of a, a guitar. It's just, I love it. Well, you talked a little bit about growing up on the road, always being on the road. So somebody asked, um, what is your favorite road story from growing up? Ooh, where to begin? That's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a very hard question. Let me think. Well, well uh, do you have like a specific category? It can be funny or what I, it don't it don't matter what whatever. <laughs> Let's see. I, I will say the the first time that we got to go to Europe, uh, I was twelve, and we got to go to, um, you know what? Uh, we went to Scotland, and it was it was an amazing weekend. I, I'll tell you this is a, a very memorable story to me that I've never told on any kind of interview before, and this actually ties into me uh, loving guitar too. Um, one thing that Karen Peck New River, I will say, have been very fortunate with opportunities to get to do things that a lot of other artists don't get to do or ever got called to do. But there was a festival in Colorado, in, in Estes Park, Colorado, up in the mountains, 
that took place for years, and it was a, a contemporary uh, festival that they would do. But they would always bring one uh, Southern Gospel group in each night for the festival. So it was really a a, a mix. And so I got to go one year when I was 12, and it was the most uh, shaping experience that I've... It was the first time that I got to actually hang out in a backstage setting with other bands from CCM bands. And mm-hmm. I remember there was, there was a girl named Joya Williams. And I don't know if you guys know who the Civil Wars are. She later went to join that group, and they were like a huge group. But at the time, she had a, a, a contemporary Christian solo act, and it was just her name. And her band were with her. And those and I was a 12-year-old kid, and her band were so cool to me that it to this day I have gotten to be whenever young guys come up to me and they talk to me, I always try to remember that because I, I also had some experiences as a kid that weren't so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and those stick with you more than the good ones. But I always try to remember what it was like when when those guys took the time out to talk to me and hang out with me. Like for probably 45 minutes, those guys hung out with me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was a very memorable uh, trip and a, a really fun road story that I still cherish to this day. Awesome. That reminds hey. me the lot of, a lot of the first time that I met you. Uh, we were at a concert and um, I, I knew that I, I like every time that I see Karen Peck in New River, my eyes are always glued on you because I'm one of those. I'm a guitar nerd too like i have at least six in this room that i'm sitting in right now like i'm a guitar nerd and the day that i like met you you like let me play your novo and it was like i would have never trusted anyone to touch my guitar like that and that was like that was one of the coolest experiences was getting to play that guitar that i had just seen you wear out for an an hour worth concert so that was that (laughs) was definitely something that sticks out uh, uh, which the whole group is that way, but that that was something that stuck out about you. It was like, wow, that guy just let me touch this really, really specked out guitar. I would have never trusted. I think I was 15, 16 at the time. I would have never trusted 60-year-old me to touch that guitar. <laughs> well, I, I was, to me, uh, these these kind of things, are just, they're just items to me. You know, I mean, they're, they're tools. And mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to get to have these cool guitars. And if anybody ever likes it or wants to look at it, I, I'm always cool with someone playing it or checking it out because I'm fortunate enough to have it. I, I, I like to show people, you know, these things are possible. You know, the same mm-hmm. thing with people showing me because a lot of a lot of these guys and you know, it, a lot of these guys have never even held a, a nice guitar before that come up right. to me and do that. And I just want to put that kind of instrument that takes that kind of craft to build. I like to, I like to put it in someone's hand so they can mm-hmm. feel it and experience that. Yeah. That's awesome. So with bluegrass being one of your biggest influences, what groups were some of your favorites or guitar players? When I was a kid, well, now I I, ex- I expanded away from bluegrass pretty quick. Uh, right, when yeah, I, but when as I got a kid. older. <laughs> when I was a kid, well, the uh, the guy who that dad would play all the time was a guy named Mark Wheeler. I think I think his group's called Mark Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Riley might know. The um, Marksman. Marksman. 
Yeah, yes. dude, you you're on it, man. <laughs> I, what's, what's bad is we just we just did a thing with them a couple months ago. Ooh. <laughs> I, I forget. Uh, but the uh, yeah, they dad played their records a lot because he's from our town too, so he's local. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played their records a lot. Then I grew up obviously listening to the Primitives a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, another thing, I think one thing that instilled into me too is a lot of people don't know that the uh the the famous acoustic guitar player brian sutton uh got his start with karen peck and new river that was his first ever gig when he was 17. and so there's there's a lot of respect and i respect brian gosh he's such a guitar hero and getting to and you know he still is so gracious to play on kpnr records and i always like to pick his brain whenever he probably gets tired of me picking his brain whenever we have him on, in the, on the sessions but um so he you know him coming from that bluegrass scene too i think has always seeped in as well right excellent before we hit another round of questions i'm gonna reach over to brother jason and see uh, we've got some folks that's viewing we like to say let them say howdy we may have a question or two from here so he's gonna mm-hmm. pop some up miss hannah bradford says hello friends thanks hannah for joining us um, it's Megan Edgeworth is one of our normal regular uh, viewers. And uh, I like, uh, yeah, Blaine Rayleigh. He's on as well. How about Aaron? I like what Aaron said up there. Mm-hmm. This oh. guy. Is it a your pillow when referring to somebody else's my pillow? <laughs> That's I, I, that might be proper my pet- <laughs> pillow etiquette. I don't know. Um, thank you, Miss Harrison. You're also yes. one of our normal uh, viewers. And, uh, should I use normal or regular? Because we don't know. <laughs> we'll go with regular viewers. So, all right. Let's go with regular. Let's go with regular. All right. Ah, hooty hoo. I knew oh it was going to have some. We got, we got an owl in here. Got an owl in the house. <laughs> and it's weird to see Matthew on a live stream before 11 or midnight. And I, yeah, absolutely. Aaron's the man. He is the man. Mm-hmm. There's another hooty hoo. Man. The owls are are traveling tonight. (laughs) Oh, what is this? Question for Matt. Did y'all find your mom's Christmas tree ornaments? I guess you know what that question is referring to. So should I give the backstory on this? Sure. Okay. So, well, this is a, this is a funny, a funny thing. Cause we, we have, I have made my mom so mad the past three weeks. So uh, we were doing a, uh, night owl i think two weeks ago maybe no uh, it's been probably three weeks ago and so we were we were sitting there and we were talking about christmas and uh somehow we we started talking about these ornaments and growing up my mom uh we had a live tree when i was mm-hmm. really young and she would it was kind of like one of those catch-all trees where it's just kind of like all kinds of different ornaments you know mm-hmm. that she's she had collected mm-hmm. and all this and so that's my memory of that tree, right? And so we then when we moved into the house that uh, that they still live in now, she wound up doing an artificial tree and got really nice ornaments for the whole thing. That so she started she she did away with the live tree with all those other ornaments. So we were up there talking about this one night, and somehow she got bent out of shape that she had been collecting 
these hallmark ornaments for years like she she was like she said i collected those ornaments for 20 years religiously every year i would i would get all these and and i looked at her and i was like no you didn't she started getting so kinked out and i was like do you know where these ornaments are and she said yeah they're in my basement i said mom your basement's the entire size of your house that is got stuff everywhere and she said well, it's in one of those boxes with the ornaments. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about. She said, I, it's down there somewhere. And I said, well, you know, and we, and we were like wreaking havoc on her on this video. And the comment section was going wild. And so she was like, and I said, okay. I said, uh, you, there's no way that you have more than three years consecutively collected i bet you have three years in a row and then you skipped a couple and then you have a couple more and then it skips on because she was over there said for 20 years i did this every year so anyway so the, we it i was making her so mad because i was not i was not pandering into her will and she wanted me to so bad and and i said i rem i personally remember one hallmark ornament that was a truck with a tree in the back yeah. And, and and my sister and Carrie was like, I remember uh, I remember a Barbie ornament, and that's all we could remember. I, and she was like, There's there's like there's like thirty of them. And I said, What did these ornaments look like? She couldn't tell me what any of these yeah. ornaments were. And so like for thirty minutes, like we're going, and she was like, I am so mad at you right now. And she it was bothering her so much. That never happens. But she was so bothered. And so anyway. The next week rolls around. She still didn't go look for it. We get back on the on the owls and we're we're wreaking havoc on her again. Yeah. And we're and she's like, they're down there, they're down there. And I'm like, you're not gonna find them. Like you're you're not gonna go down there and look for them. Nothing. So anyway, the 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 second week comes around. She has a friend that came to visit her. So the two of them went down there and she found a box of these ornaments. So she sends me one of these ornaments. She sends me a picture of it. And it was a fire truck. And I, I remembered seeing the fire truck as a kid. And I said, I remember seeing that. And she said, nope. And I said, what? And she said, you don't remember. And I, and I was like, <laughs> fine, I give up. I give up. You know what? I'm not going to say anything else. And so she sends, she starts sending all these ornament pictures into the KPNR group group chat you know it's like air random stuff <laughs> airplanes an el camino like <laughs> just random ornament a, a couple barbie ornaments that are just random and so she was like see they exist and i said all i'm seeing is a bunch of random ornaments i need you to put those ornaments in order by year so that i can see them <laughs> she's like and, and, and like she's like oh i'm so mad at you you just you won't accept this i said well you put those in you put those in order by category and then we'll get somewhere so that's that's i know it's a long story but that's what that that comment is they uh it it's been a whole thing and so she even last week like we start talking about it again and she got so riled up on me again. It, I don't know why this is a sore topic. I think because she thought this was a labor of love. And like I even said, like, uh, and she was like, these are going to be worth a lot of money. And I said, <laughs> I said, oh, really? What, what are we thinking? And she was like, at least 150 bucks. I was like, oh, my gosh. Someone's going to be padding my 401k with it. And <laughs> she, 
<laughs> we did that off camera, but <laughs> that got her so kinked out. <laughs> I, I will say, speaking from experience in uh, seeing these owl videos for the past three weeks, it has been hilarious watching them go back and forth with each other. And uh, so if you have not seen that, you need to go back and watch it. It's it's fantastic. Absolutely. That's, that's not put on either. I think, Jason, you can attest that that's 100% not put on. <laughs> Absolutely. And it kinks her out so much. <laughs> to me, that's, that's one thing I, I love about mom is mom has a great uh, TV face that she puts on. And I love to... <laughs> I love it whenever I get on there because I have zero filter and she knows that and and I, I kink her out with stuff and I'll say things that are a little edgy you know and it just peels those layers off of her to where she she can't she can't maintain her little like it, it's just who she is you know like it's not put on or anything it's That's just great. who she is and I just I just say little things to that gets a little edgy on her and it just peels those layers back and then you know it's like those <laughs> ornament things it just gets her going. Yep. That is fantastic. I love, and I like the real. I like the unscripted and the real. So thanks for sharing that. I guess this next comment was having to do with uh, your school record that you were going over uh, a little bit earlier. Um, Pat said that uh, you may have graduated, may or may not have graduated valedictorian. So that's cool. Congratulations. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. When when you're homeschooled, it uh, it's not an easy feat, but. Uh, sometimes you can pull that off. That's and that's I, right. I, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate that I got to. <laughs> Thanks, Scott, for joining us. Uh, one of my oh, one of my yeah. good friends. Uh, I met Scott. Mm -hmm. When did we meet him? Five or six years ago. It's been a little bit. Um, but man, Scott is an awesome guy and one of the best supporters in gospel music. I love me some mm -hmm. Scott Medley. Absolutely. Scott is Scott is amazing. He is awesome. Johnny Parrish, Matthew is an awesome guitar player. Number one. So you have reached number one status Here, tonight. At the uh, pinnacle of awesome. the Southern Gospel guitar. There. I love Joy. I love Joyce. Her and her friend, uh, uh, sorry, Johnny, uh, uh -huh. she comes with her friend Joyce. And mm -hmm. Joyce, her last name's Gooch. And we're not, mm -hmm. we, we think we're related somewhere down the line. But, <laughs> uh, the two of them come. Oh my gosh. I have gotten into some crazy conversations with those women. That yeah. is awesome. That's good. Let's pop up a couple more and then we'll we had a Maryland oh, viewer on. Yeah. Right. Karen Grimes. Karen, thanks for joining us. Karen's and uh, Doug Matthews from Indiana. See you on the cruise. He's going cruising with mm -hmm. you. So I will too. Go. Gonna be good. That's awesome. You got you pack me yes. in my bag. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get an extra large bag. Well, <laughs> no. She I'll can be your carrier in a box. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just kidding. I can't go anywhere. I've got school. <laughs> you got school. Yeah. So um, thank y'all. And you know, we don't always hit all the comments, but we just, we really want to give shout outs to y'all who support us and watch. And we thank y'all so much and keep commenting. We'll see what we can get to a little bit later. Um, yeah, perfect. Put some time questions in there. Yeah, we just just drop those questions, make them tough. That we'll see. We'll see if we can peel back the layers on Matthew. We'll, we'll take up on this Karen. Um, so, I'll hear about let's that pop later. up that picture uh, that you yeah. just was fixing to pop up. Tell us a little bit about this crew. Oh man, you've been doing some homework. Uh, sure. That's my family. That's a new picture. Uh, my little boy is. He was only about a week old right there. He's six weeks old now. Yeah. And my little girl Isla 
on my shoulders up there. I was going to say Presley, Sam, beside me. Uh, uh, Isla is going to be two years old next month. Oh, wow. So, and then my that's my wife, Presley, right there. And yeah, we've well, been together since we got married in 2018. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't ask permission, but I hope that was okay to share that. Um, oh, yeah. So, so are the grand youngins already ruling the bus? They don't come out very they often. They don't come out yet too much? Okay. No, we, we've brought Isla out uh, yeah. a, a couple times. And it is, you know, I told mom, it, it really, I mean, it's a lot when they come yeah. out. I mean, I, I love having them out, but it is a lot of work. And I, go ahead. I was going to say, which, now think about that. You know, you're talking about with your mom taking you out on the road and carry out on the road. And so many of these artists, you know, um, Wow. I mean, that. yeah, that I didn't go on vacation for the first couple of years after we had Garrett because I really didn't want to be tortured. And I don't mean I'm just saying you got to pack your house. You got to, you know, you know, yeah. everything you got to get ready for. So we just stayed at home. So you're thinking about four or five days a week on a bus. That's something else with a youngin. So I don't I don't blame you. Well, I, I my mom takes the opportunity to rub it in my face. See what I did for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but dude, I, I totally get that though, because like last year taking Isla on vacation f for the first time mm -hmm. was such a chore. Yes. And that this year was fun. Like we had a good time this year. But last year, I mean, she was six months old and it was <laughs> such a chore. But my, my parents love watching them too. So like sure. Pressy and I like went away for breakfast a couple mornings and you know mm -hmm. it, it that was nice. Just to awesome. have a little break, but yeah, it's, it is. It, awesome. it, it, I, I totally get that. <laughs> Let's open up the floor for more questions. Y'all shoot away. I've got one, this one, the retired. Yeah, one. I was gonna yeah. say, so I normally ask everybody if you could travel with a group that is no longer on the road, they're retired, former, whatever, who would it be and why? I guess as a musician for you, yeah, this is that's oh, why oh, uh, easy, the Magruders. Oh, okay. Their yeah. band was awesome. Yes. Nice choice. The only group that I can find in Southern Gospel music that had overdriven guitars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> You're right. But well, come on, were the, were the Imperials straight up Southern Gospel, though? Right? Yeah, right. They weren't Southern Gospel music. They and that's, that's why I never say they're my number one favorite Southern Gospel group, because they're not even a Southern Gospel group. They are right. just, just they were the newsboys of 1973. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight up. But that's a really good. I was really excited about that. That question was it was because there isn't a lot of guitar in gospel music wasn't really popularized. Is electric guitar wasn't popularized really until like the late 70s into the now, but like you really couldn't find it was usually acoustic or like a really clean, like just straight up like acoustic on an electric style play. Boring country is what it sounded like. <laughs> I, I've <laughs> I have me and, you, me and you need to talk more. Well, what's 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 funny is Scotty Inman and I had this exact conversation last week. He called me, and we were just talking about uh, he's got a new record coming out next month. And I love what Scotty's doing right now. Mm -hmm. I think that it's it's country, but it's refreshing. As I said, it sounds like it's because he he thinks it sounds like that two thousands country, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, it's, when country was awesome, you know, yeah. and. 
I, I was sitting there and I said, you know, it's it's a there's a weird correlation, and and I'll I'll mention this about myself too of how I view myself as a musician. Uh, there's a weird correlation that is finally going away with Southern gospel music. That for so long, old country music was affiliated with Southern gospel music, and whenever I first came on the scene playing guitar in 2010, I was the only guy playing like pop guitar slash like more modern country guitar slash worship guitar slash rock guitar. Mm -hmm. I was the only guy doing it uh, from what I can tell. I, mean, I know there's somebody out there that goes what I'm saying, but I was, was the only guy on the circuit that we, t that we traveled in mm -hmm. that played that style of guitar. Everybody else played like nineties chicken picking country guitar, <laughs> which that's fine. That's, you know, yeah. that's great, but that was never me. And I never wanted to be that for me. And so, yeah. Anyway, so talking about all that, I, I, I feel that completely because uh, there's something about that 80s gospel music and that to me, they still didn't like whenever I love it whenever someone tells me like, oh, and I'm not going to name names because we could have a lot of fun with that. But <laughs> I'll hear about it later if I do that there. I love it whenever someone says so-and-so was so progressive in the 80s and then you go and listen to it and it's like what are you talking about it sounds like 50s country yeah and you know because at the same time like the the, par the parallel to it to me is like you had people like journey you know singing like don't stop believing you know mm -hmm. and like motley Crue doing like their hair metal thing and then you've got like in the gospel world you got someone saying oh so-and-so was really progressive and it sounds like like old country music but I will say this in, in that realm too, like, because you, you had the Magruders who were like the outlier who mm -hmm. really had some crazy good guitar playing in their music. To me, their, their music was more guitar driven. If you, if you, in my opinion, which really, I yeah. appreciate thoroughly, but you also had like the Neelands when, you know, I'll say this cause mom sang with them, but their music was a lot more difficult yes. in a lot of ways yeah. than a lot of other music was. And, so from a musician standpoint, that's, these, these are my takes on how I feel about it because there's just, you know, again, neither one of those two groups to me are ever really referred to as the progressives when, whenever to me, looking back at it, they were the, they were the groups who really did lead the way on a lot of that stuff yeah, of certainly. where our music is now. And I, I don't think they get the credit where the credits do a lot of times. Yeah, I definitely think the Magruders at times are underrated for sure. Very underrated. Yeah. Well, I have a question. So, how did y'all come to start Solid Ground Coffee? That was my mom's top question. She said, yes, that was my mom's. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> you, you got to talk about the coffee, the, the new logo, and everything. Man, you've done a good looking look. Who designed that? Hats off to your designer, mm -hmm. Jake England from Brian Free Insurance. Oh, excellent. Cool. Um, okay. So I played, I had, I played in a Christian rock group, uh, back in, uh, 2011 through 2013. And it was me, Bryce free, Christian booth and stone Carter. I remember that. I remember for that some reason that you just pulled that way out of like back here in my brain. <laughs> 
the parachute parade. Yep. The it, we have a Facebook page. It's still up. The album's on there if you want to listen to it. Um, so we started playing. We we made a record. Oh, thanks, Blaine. And we had the best time doing the record, and we we had some great times doing that. And so anyway, one weekend we had we had a couple concerts that we did, and so. We went back to my house. We had finished. The, the bus had left. I didn't go on the road that week. And there was a, a band who – I'm giving you guys the long story. I hope this is okay. Okay. Uh, fine. Go ahead. So this, this is my coffee journey. I love telling <laughs> the story. So uh, there was a band that, uh, that we had followed, and the guitar player of this band had started a coffee shop in San Diego, California. And so Christian and I were like, hey, we need to order some of his coffee and try this. And little did we know it was craft coffee. And that's that's the that's the term if you want to get on the on the hot term, craft coffee. And so we ordered some of his coffee and we didn't know what we were tasting, but we knew it was great. And like we were crushing this bag over the weekend. And so the buzz came in, and, and we had we had some ready to be made in the in the coffee pot. And so Dad walked in the door, and he just hit brew, brewed this coffee up, and he came and sought us out. He was like, "Hey, what's that coffee in that coffee maker?" And we were telling him, you know, oh, it's this it's this guitar player's coffee shop, and he said, "This is the best coffee I've ever had." And so, long story short, like I started buying bags of coffee. And I got addicted to buying these bags of coffee. I was I was buying from other. I was finding new shops, and just getting. I was I was burning through four bags a month. <laughs> and so my dad was like, "You need to learn how to roast your own." And I said, "Well, if you want to figure out how to do it, we can try it." And so he started doing some research. Then he started roasting some, and and he was burning it so bad that I couldn't <laughs> drink it. By this point, I was by this point. So this would have been like twenty. Uh, 16 I was I was getting to be a pretty big coffee snob by this point <laughs> and so we uh I, I started doing it I was like dad I can't drink this coffee you're roasting because you're 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 burning it so bad and so I started trying it and started tweaking with it and so we started doing some different methods and like we wound up using a nut roasting basket with a rotisserie motor on a grill and so that and that's actually the, the origins of where solid ground coffee came from. And then we started talking about it on Karen Peckinover's Facebook. Mm -hmm. I, I was roasting these batches of this coffee and and we would go live and I would just be talking about, hey, oh yeah, I did this mm -hmm. today. Again, the comment section were like, when are you gonna start your own coffee company? And I was like, I don't want to do it. They kept on and kept on and kept on. And I said, Well, if you will support it, then we'll give it a try. And so in April of 2017, we started it. And I think the first year we roasted a hundred pounds of coffee. And this year we've roasted 3000 pounds of coffee. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. And so it's, it's been, that's been our progression. We grow a little bit every year. It's, it's, it's really fun. Wonderful. And so, so then when my wife and I got married, a friend of ours from North Carolina, they built us, they built me a roaster and it was made out of a concrete mixer. 
he had he he's a he's a welder, so he he knows he's a he's brilliant when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so he put this concrete mixer together and put a motor on it that that would spin, and then like had the thing for the fire to go in everything. And I think he even had like a dishwashing drum that was on the inside <laughs> that would spin. <laughs> And so I, we had evolved out of the, the nut roasting basket to where we had this machine, and that machine could roast four pounds at a time. I made some good coffee in that machine, <laughs> and we ran that machine so hard that we wore the bearings out in it. Wow. And so then in 2019, we bought uh, our first professional roaster, and we've been using that ever since. And then when that goes down, we'll buy another one. <laughs> but... <laughs> that that's been kind of the evolution of solid ground coffee and that the name kind of came from uh, uh ricky Brady, the guy who sang with us at the time he i i was like bounce around ideas i was like i need to name it something i, I thought about calling it like mountain man coffee you know and <laughs> he's like no nah, it's terrible and i threw out some other names and man, riley's over here shaking his head yeah it's terrible and but he's he's like you need something with like a play on words like solid ground coffee and i was like yeah that's fine we'll do that <laughs> that's good that's good i love origin so, stories and that was long now that's great now mm -hmm. There's some confusion in, in, in the peanut gallery. Yeah, a little Blaine bit. is. Um, yeah, because Blaine says, what do you say to people like Jason Baines who doesn't like it? Now, Jason and Rachel Baines are, are big users of solid ground coffee. Yes. They love solid yeah. ground coffee. Like the, the ones who do not drink coffee but support it would be me. And I think somebody very close to you is not exactly a coffee drinker. I, I think I remember this from mm -hmm. uh, talking with her. Am I right? Mm -hmm. My my own mother doesn't support yeah. my coffee business. <laughs> <laughs> she She's a uh, Diet Mountain Dew slash Diet Squirt drinker. Diet Mountain Dew. I remember that. We had that in common I mean, as well. Squirt is a good squirt. I can respect liking squirt. That's a good, it's a good drink. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Oh, deal. thanks for yeah, that. Scott, Scott Medlin's one of my biggest supporters. Yeah, he he mm -hmm. bought the last ten pounds of my Christmas coffee that I had. Awesome. <laughs> that Christmas coffee was fantastic. Thank you, Jason. I am sold out for the year. I had some people kinked out, emailing me whenever I I said, "Hey, I'm I've got four single bags of coffee left," and one of my and she's a regular. She messaged me and she said. I can't believe that you are out of that Christmas coffee. She said, next year, you need to email some of us and ask us how much that we want to buy throughout the year. And, and I, will, I will say this. This woman, since November 1st, when I launched that Christmas coffee, has bought 15 pounds of that coffee. How much is one bag? How much? How many pounds is a bag? So we offer two different options. We have like okay. a normal 12 ounce bag, which is like a, the normal standard right. size bag. Mm -hmm. Then we offer a five pound bag. Oh. She has ordered three five pound bags. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> she wow. burns through coffee. I, I I don't know how she drinks that much coffee. I am laughing. I'm one and cup I've got down and I'm like a little squirrel running around a room with one cup. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I, I'm sitting here and I, I, I have learned, I have got a new phrase that I'm going to write down <laughs> and down. pick it up and use it because I've never heard it before. But Matthew's used it a few times about being kinked out. And I've kinked never out. heard anybody say that before. <laughs> Tomorrow, Jason at work, when we make our, I'm going to make my boss upset. I'm going to say, well, don't get kinked out over everything. I've got to remember that. That's I awesome. I want to be in the room when you do that. Too. Yeah, you want to be with me? That is awesome. I'm writing that down. I'm learning here. See, you're helping, you're helping Papa learn some new phrases. So uh, I'm trying. Well, uh, <laughs> talk, talking about that, do you, and uh, especially with Riley and Avery and Evan in here, have you guys heard the new, and I heard this over the summer, have you guys heard the new slang for hot dog? Glizzy. Yes. I, okay. Yes. Yes. I don't like it. I refuse to join the trend. I have used it all day long today. And I, I, I even told, I went to my local butcher shop and we, we did burgers and glizzies tonight. And <laughs> I've never I, heard a person use it in conversation. I'm, I used it in conversation with my butcher today. I was like, oh, and I did the same, I did the whole setup. I was like, hey, dude, do you know the new thing that you call these hot dogs? And he was like, no, what? And I said, glizzy. He was like, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. He was like, okay. So uh, uh, actually, Grant Gibson, my, my new nickname for him is the Glizzy Gobbler. <laughs> you never know what you're going to learn when you tune in to Southern Gospel Forward. That's right. I'm really putting the I'm forward in Southern Gospel here. That is awesome. Awesome, awesome. Who's and turning also, in for a question? Is yes, it Glizzy with a G, Blaine. It, G-L-I-Z-Z-Y. Okay. Yes. Man, I'm so glad you knew that. That makes, that makes my heart so happy. Uh, I graduated high school last year. If you don't want to know any slang, I got you. I'm just yeah. an old man. I don't know nothing. No. <laughs> yeah, I learned something. I had not heard because I live with a, somebody who just graduated high school. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start referring to Evan as Champ for the rest of this video. <laughs> Champ, that was stick. Well, I have um, a headache from laughing that hard now. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> jump in with a quick question is that okay yeah go ahead um so matthew and this is really changing gears but i'm thinking about you growing up on the road with uh, a true legend in the industry um southern gospel music association hall of fame inductee and uh, officer of the SGMA as well, and one of the most loved personalities in all of southern gospel music i don't i've never met one person that does not just love Karen Pat Gooch. She's a wonder, and, I, and that includes me. I love her to death. So pure, so genuine. Love to watch her interaction with the fans at the table. It's just such a pure heart. All these years, what is one thing that just sticks out to you that you have gleaned or gained from from watching your mom on stage, uh, maybe off stage? Just something that you take away that uh, just helps you as you. I mean, because you know. Now, as you as you're growing in the ministry, something you've taken away from her example. There's no one like her. Uh, being able to communicate with a the crowd. There, there's there's, there, there's nobody like her. She has a gift. She can read the room. Uh, we were at a. I mean, this happened a lot of times, but one more recent last year. 
we were at a concert with it was a multi-artist thing and Dean Hickman with the Guardians was out mm-hmm. in the audience and they had they went right before us and they had a killer set and so we we go up and and we're having a, a we're having a, a a great set and something happened we got a quarter in and we were doing the answer is Jesus and mm-hmm. so at this point that song was only about 4 or 5 months old and so things are still fresh you know and this woman in the audience just stood up weeping and mom walked off the stage and, and walked over to her during the song the song's going and this, she started just they start she's hugged this lady you know it was an unusual sit that doesn't happen all the time but this particular time really sticks out to me and she uh they, they were hugging and and come to find out that that girl's son that woman's son had just passed away like a month before mm-hmm. of an overdose mm-hmm. and that song was just really speaking to her and when we got done dean hickman came over to me and he said there's nobody that can do that he said i thought we had a good set but your mom just showed it and i that's that's been that's always my takeaway from mom Mom does not get intimidated by rooms, uh, no matter what who's on the set. That's been her her biggest thing that she's always focused on the group is she said, you trust your catalog and your songs, and you go out there and be you, and you don't worry about anything else. Perfect. And time after time, I have watched that happen. Mm-hmm. You, you're on a, on, a, on a program with groups that you think are polar opposite than you. And you just go out there and you do your songs. And we don't change one thing in our set that we wouldn't do on an, any other night. And there, there's, we've, we've put that to the test too. Cause like we've done, we've had situations over the years to where like we're in some kind of situation and we'll say, uh, you know, I think we should do these songs right here. Cause I think this will work with this audience better. 10 times out of 10, it never works. <laughs> But you go out there and you do just you stick into the flow of what you do every night and it works mm-hmm. every time. So that's awesome. uh, that's my takeaway from her. I've learned I've learned that from her. Awesome. Uh, question two from the uh, from viewer. Uh, we've got Megan Edgeworth ask, how is your dad these days after the, his health battles? Maybe you can give an update on there. Yeah, dad's doing great. He, uh, you know, his cancer is gone. He'll be nine years cancer free. I, I, I believe it's nine years uh, this coming February. And he uh, is doing great with that. Like they, he got released from Emory University this year to where he doesn't have to come back for yearly scans anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he has had some issues with his arm the the radiation from the, right. the cancer treatment uh fried the nerves in his arm so he, he doesn't yep. have full mobility of his arm but he's hoping to have some nerve and uh, some uh nerve surgery i don't know what you i don't know what you call that but they're going to try to reroute some nerves to where he can gain some more function in his arm okay Fantastic. so that's something that um there he's he's been kind of following that trail down now and that's kind of where he is but all in all, he's doing great, and the the cancer was really a, a wake up call for him because he worked way too much. His, his day started at five thirty in the morning, and he didn't get home till eight o'clock at night. 
when we were sitting during the week. And so he really worked hard for years and years and years. And so he, he really scaled his schedule back after that. And I really think that that's helped him a lot. And he, I feel like he's a lot healthier now than he was before he had cancer. So, fantastic. Um, but yeah, he's doing great. We're, great. We're really, we're thankful. Very good. Thanks, Megan, for that question. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Matthew, we don't want to overstay our welcome. Have you got time for another round of questions with the guys? Absolutely. I, I'm here, man. I'm, like I told you, I'm on vacation mode. We'll, we'll okay. Very good. Go. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I've got another one that I ask typically everybody. Um, so what would you do if you didn't play guitar, didn't travel? Like what would your, what would a normal job be? Ooh. Let's see. A normal job. You know, I, it's been, a, is it sad that it's been years since I've thought about this question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see a normal job. Uh, profession. You know, I've always thought I would be a good lawyer. Mm. Okay. My, my dad's always my dad always told me that he thought I'd be a good lawyer. <laughs> my parents tell me the same thing. Interesting. I always like the answers from everybody. We've had a range of things, so mm-hmm. we have. Yeah, we have I bet had you a have huge range. I it, it would have been. It, Honestly, like for me, I, I'm I'm not I'm not really a good handyman, so that mm-hmm. kind of counts me out. It, it would it would it would have to do something with probably a, like a higher education going into a job like that. Like that that would probably be the route that I would go into. I, I've right. always liked the I've liked the idea of a doctor too, but you know, like I would I wouldn't be good at general practitioner because I wouldn't want to examine people's bodies all day. Right, you have to be a specialist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a foot specialist. Got to where they're agreeing. Nope. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think probably I, I would have to lock my answer in on lawyer. That's probably what I would do. Final answer. Cool. Excellent. Who's next? Have um, I been given too long of answers on this stuff? By the way, no, Wait, you're good. No, what, what, you're perfect. Was I supposed to do one word answers? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, five is per. No, I'm just kidding. No, you just you, you can take as long as you want to. We're we are intruding on your time, so you you uh, and I'll guarantee you everybody watching wants to hear as much as you'll give. Yes. So lay it mm-hmm. out there. Uh, this has became my favorite question since my first episode. What is your favorite road trip snack? Because you've grown up on a bus, especially like being a teenager and like junk foods and all that. You know how teenagers are. But as you've grown up and more matured into adult life, we've seen folks that have kind of went along with like healthier options. So what is it now and what has it been? Because you've been on a bus all your life. So a road trip snack is really just your favorite snack then. Well, okay, I have two. Okay, One of them is a newer thing. So growing up, I never really liked chocolate and I definitely didn't like nuts. And Mm. as an adult, I have fallen in love with Snickers bars. <laughs> okay. Hey. And so if I'm, if I'm going to go for a candy, that's what I'm going for. But the, the, the snack that I, I eat, especially when I'm driving the bus mm-hmm. is 
corn nuts original flavor. <laughs> Evan loves. I love corn a corn nut. That was one of my I, favorite road trip snacks. Evan and me are like the same person. I, I, I'm, I, I'm looking. We would be I'm looking through, the same room. I'm I'm looking at myself in that in that in that room right there. <laughs> Step up. I got to work on the beard a little bit, but. We, 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 <laughs> Yeah, corn nuts. I, I drink I, I drink a Red Bull and I eat corn nuts whenever I drive the bus. Usually with corn nuts, I'll go with the Gatorade because if I drank Red Bull, my heart would just like go through the windshield. But you know, <laughs> I, I, have I already have a fast heart rate and a Red Bull would just ramp it that much more. <laughs> Since nobody will ever like bring me snacks or anything, because that's one thing I know Evan always asks. So maybe you'll get some of those snacks given to you on the road. Um when we went to Mentone uh, this past week, we were stopped by and picked up. And my son's name is Garrett. So what it caught our, my attention, the bag caught his attention. There was a bag and it was like Garrett. That was the brand. And it was the Chicago style popcorn, the cheddar cheese and caramel mixed mm. together. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Baby. Yes. Mm. Baby. Where that is that? Yes. Mentone. Mentone? Well, it was at Sam, actually at Sam's on the way to Mentone, but... The bag did not make it back from Mentone. It was got to go buy Sam's tomorrow. Yeah, hey, it was great. If, so if that's you, if my you guys, If you guys want to go down a, a weird rabbit trail and it's worth your time, at we uh, we were at Triumphant's Homecoming this year, and this guy brought us this bag of these chips. And this guy's from West Virginia, and you can only get these chips in West Virginia. The brand is called Mister B. Okay. There's a flavor, and the bag is purple. The This chip is the best chip I've ever had in my entire life. It is – the best way to describe it is a barbecue chip crossed with a salt and vinegar. Now, oh, we had a chip brand down here, Golden Flake from Birmingham. Wow. They did, like, barbecue and dill pickle, and it was – I feel like it would be similar mm -hmm. to that. It was really good. It was different. You, you, you know what's no. funny? No. I growing up, I always stayed away from Golden Flake because it looked like a generic brand chip. <laughs> Golden Flake was my stuff as a kid. Golden Flake only house. It wasn't until last year that I realized that it was a boutique chip from <laughs> boutique <laughs> chip. <laughs> chip. I love that. Whoever whoever designed that label <laughs> did a terrible job because I steered clear of that chip for years. For 30 years of my life, I stayed I stayed well, away from that chip. Branding is all branding is all you need. Well the it doesn't matter was, if the product is bad. Yeah, the problem was the label and branding was developed years, years, years ago, and it just never was I mean it stayed the same. So I had that look like from from days gone by and it stick stuck. So, but yeah, one place good. Uh, Grant Gibson turned me on to another Alabama thing that I have fallen in love with. <laughs> Grapey Co. Grape Soda. Oh, sure. yes. Yes. Is that yes. an Alabama thing? Yes, that's Lord. only an Alabama thing. Didn't know that. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you can't get it over here. I, I mean, if you're coming over here, you got to drink Fanta. Yeah. Um, Grapey Co. I, is. I still like Grapey Co. is pretty good. Very now, okay, and this might be a Riley question because he strikes me as the type that would buy this. Have you guys had knee highs? Yes, yes. I love a oh, peach man. knee high. No, no. it's an what? old soda. It's an yeah. old brand. Can I go get something? The peach one's great. Yes, yep. the peach one is great. I love the the great. Now I will say I like the grape knee high even more than the grapey coat. It yeah, they're good too. But it's I like peach is my bottle. favorite with knee high. 
It's good. Oh, you, you, ha- you got to have that glass bottle, though. Speaking of glass bottles, the greatest thing ever, cheer wine. Oh, North Carolina. Uh, ooh, mm-hmm. it, is, it is not in Alabama, but whenever I was in North Carolina at um, Hominy Valley, I was in a gas station and I saw it and I was like, that's a new drink. I'll try it. You can only get them it's at good, Publix yeah. here in Alabama. So I have a Publix like seven minutes from the school and it is mm, chef's kiss to cheer wine. Another thing, I, which is my favorite Georgia beverage, is a little brand called Coca-Cola. And that one, that one <laughs> Did you say that again? That was, How do you spell that? Uh, it's Coca-Cola. Oh. Not regular, though. Oh, oh, regular. Okay. regular. They would make a diet one, maybe make the logo, like, gray. I think it would sell. Yeah, Cherry yeah. Coke is the best. Cherry Coca-Cola is the best. Orange Vanilla Coke is actually probably ah, that's good too. That's oh, good Orange too. Vanilla Coke is amazing. You I, know, I, people I, tuning in would be like, are we on the Food Network or what happened? <laughs> oh, I, I, I've, been, I've been holding this the entire interview, too. I was really excited about tonight because... I've got this oh. sitting in the wings the whole time. Yeah. Oh. You know, it, it's it's this time of year. So I, I just, I had, I've been sitting on this all night, just waiting That's to bring awesome. it out at the opportune moment. That you guys, awesome. you don't even have one. To show. I don't even have one to show off. Usually I'm stocked with the Christmas tree cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to change the name, Blaine, to Soda Talk. Soda Talk. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about food, and then I know that uh, Riley's waiting in the wings with another question, but uh, talking about Alabama uh, delicacies, would it be a delicacy? Like 10 miles from where Jason and I live is a little town called Fett, Alabama. It's spelled Fett, but you're around here, you pronounce it Fett. And uh, they produce something called Golden Eagle Syrup, or syrup, or however you say it. But Golden Eagle, if you've never had it, find it, try it. Is it like maple syrup? It is a special blend. Uh, gosh, I used to read on the bottle what was in it. Um, I know it's got honey in it. It's got. I was gonna say it's like a cross of honey and maple syrup, mm-hmm. and like. It's a it's southern gentleman's pancake topping. And if you mix butter bottle. in it and smash the butter up in the syrup, and then drag a biscuit through it, it's the best thing you'll ever have in your life. So that's that's my advice to you, youngins. So there you go, oh, Riley. Take us out of this food talk, brother. Well, this guy named Grant Gibson asked a question. I don't know if you know who he is, but he he asked, who has been your favorite male vocalist over the last 30 plus years? Karen Peck Peck and New River has been on the road. Man, you know, we're going to have to contemplate that for a minute. I have to say it's been Grant. We've we've had some good times on there. We've... uh, we we started a, a little video channel on the KPNR page, and well, we get along really well, and we we've had some really fun times, and he he's been very consistent mm-hmm. with with the group, and mm-hmm. he he just I don't know he's really carved out uh, a notch that it's been a it's been a while since we've mm-hmm. had anybody even carve a notch, but he really has. Um, mm-hmm. He, he's imprinted into the KPNR brand very well. And I, I think people really love him. And this is a new era of KPNR because he's here. 
agree 100%. And guess where he's from? The same the same county that me and Avery are from. Are you serious? For real. He like went to, he, he went to, to a school, school like 10 minutes from, 10 minutes from our, our house. So like, I've probably seen Grant in, like the local Walmart and such and like didn't know that. And like when he was hired, it was like, oh, he's from, you know, our area. Did not realize the history that he would create with, with, with y'all. It's pretty awesome. That is awesome. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you just put stuff in the water over there. Nice. Hey. Um, let's see. I'm going to throw another question out. So I am I am not a guitar junkie in the fact that I do not play guitar, but I am a I'm a lover of guitar music. And um, now I am I'm Pepo in the group. I'm an old guy and I do love the old traditional Southern gospel. I've cut my teeth on it and just love the history of it. But I'm a very eclectic in my music style. Um, I love uh, classic and Southern rock guitar. Um, from that era, uh, I like '80s guitar, the hair bands. Uh, I love, I love driving strong guitar music. Um, I love the way you play on stage. I love watching Eli and the stuff that he puts out. Um, the videos, uh, he's amazing. You, you two are both amazing uh, guitar players and and, and 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 musicians. So, but you with Karen Peck and New River generally on stage, um, the way that the music is staged is you have the tracks playing except for the the guitar part because you you of course are playing live guitar uh, on the stage with uh, the, the produced tracks so compare that to playing with a live band because i know you've done both i know you've been in the settings where you're playing with live uh, instrumentation all the way around with those tracks um maybe compare that what do you prefer um what had you rather play with? I, I, I think I know I'm, I'm going to guess where you go with that, but uh, I'd just like to hear you talk about that because I find that unique. And I know several several groups have specialized musicians that do this. And, that, you know, absolutely, where you have your tracks and you, then you, you add your part to that. But just talk a little bit yeah. about that, that, that staging of that. That's a great question. Um, well, for me, I fall into kind of three categories because mm – -hmm. And I said this, I used to tell people this earlier on. In, in a way, my guitar playing style is pretty simple, um, especially when I play. The hardest part for me playing with Karen Peck and New River was when we would do stuff acoustically. Because when you went for, for me and what my job is, mm -hmm. I'm basically a rhythm keeper because guitar technically is a percussion instrument. Most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. But they mom and susan they, they're so keen on parts that they never wanted me to play any kind of fancy chordings or mm -hmm. anything like that they wanted me to play the the meat and potatoes of a chord so that it does not infringe on their parts mm -hmm. and so uh, kind of dancing around that was the hardest part for me when i first started playing with karen pick river on, on like a real live setting on acoustic like that as for the band versus what I do, because I call them, you can call them playing with tracks on stage, or I, I call it playing with stems because yeah. mm -hmm. e even even the, the Rolling Stones right now still play, they're playing with stems every Absolutely. night on stage. Right. <laughs> yes. I, it's, it's a different thing. I love playing with a live band. It is so much fun having that energy on stage, 
But for me, in my experience, that's the only thing that is different in today's age versus it used to be is the energy. I get to play. I, I I get to play with the world's best players every single night on stage. Certainly, yes. I, the I, I get to play with guys that play for Kenny Chesney every night on stage, and the mm -hmm. dude that played on the "Lift His Name" record was the guy, Lonnie Lonnie Wilson that played drums on all of the <laughs> Rascal Flat stuff. Yeah, I see him back there. Lift his name. That's a he great played, album. He played all those drums on all those Rascal Flats records. And the guy playing the a lot of the guitar parts on uh, "Lift His Name" plays for Kenny Chesney, Kenny Greenberg. Incredible! Actually, that's where I saw the Novo for the first time, and had to go get it. Wow! On that, so, on that session, um, but so in my mind, that's the way that I view it. Like every night, I'm I'm playing with the world's greatest musicians ever, yeah. and so that's kind of how I view it. But I love the energy of having yeah. a live drummer, and sure, you know having that stage volume it's different now i'm you know oh I, i'll tell you guys this too because you know and if you especially you've seen me in concert mm -hmm. I, I i'm one of the few guys left i guess to, that plays with a live amp on stage mm -hmm. and a mm -hmm. lot of guys now are doing modelers and and mm -hmm. uh just plug and play stuff to where there's no volume from the guitar on stage and we were doing we were at singing in the sun this year and I was tearing we had we had to go so i was tearing my stuff down and as i was tearing my stuff down guy penrod's band were setting their stuff up and his guitar player was putting his guitar right beside where i was tearing down at and he saw my amp and he was like hey how did you get that in here and i said what do you mean he's like how did you get away with bringing that and i just looked at him and dad was standing right there and i was like oh i just didn't give him a choice i just brought it and he was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I just packed my stuff up and left. Wow. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of these guys don't play with amps now. But I, I like the, uh, the, the, the sound. It feels different to me. Okay, sorry. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting sidetracked. I love a real amp on stage because yeah. I love being able to push air into a microphone. And I can tell the difference between a modeler. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't have a drummer on stage. So for me, I, I, tell, I told mom, we watched an artist a few months ago that had a full band and his guitar players were using modelers. And I leaned over to mom and I said, you hear that guitar? You can hear the difference between what I do on stage. And I want that, that live feel. So that's what my, I feel like my contribution to KPNR is I'm bringing an energy mm -hmm. uh, through a real lamp. And the sound man may hate it sometimes, but I don't care. <laughs> Graceland 2021, um, y'all debuted the book, I think. That's the first time, not the first time, but one of the first times y'all did it. Because I, that year, I felt like I saw y'all like every other weekend. and Yeah, you saw and, us a lot then. And right before the book like became like a number one, I remember like it was Graceland. I'm a huge Elvis fan. Like, Everyone knows that about me. I'm a huge Southern Gospel fan. Everyone knows that about me. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And y'all were, the, I think, the first group up that day. And y'all did the book. And I was like, this is the coolest guitar lick that is. And, and you're right that having that difference in the amp was the difference in that. Because it just, yep. that ginormous room, that sound took over. And it was the best thing ever. And it fit that Graceland and the rock feel 
that that Elvis kind of brought, plus jointing the the gospel music. It was great for Graceland. I'll say that. Like it really Thanks. got the bridge. Well, so, what is your favorite lick? I guess you could say in in the Karen Peck book. Her favorite song to play every night. Every night, um, let's see. I, I well, right now, dance is fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's a fun guitar lick to play. I love all the little tambourines in the crowd. That cracks me up. I love it. It's fun. I love, uh, I love playing. Uh, we don't do it every night, but I love "Ain't No Grave" for guitar work on that. Mm, yes, there's there's a lot of little nuanced guitar parts that I love to get to play on that. Mm-hmm. Um. That's one that has stuck out to me whenever I see you play. Is that one is really fun. It's fun. It's a it's a fun good to me. That's a fun song to learn how to play too because it it's not uh, it's not super complicated. There's just a lot of little parts that you get to play on it mm-hmm. that are different, you know, because it, it kind of changes a lot and it kind of open and that door is always open to where I can I can change little things here and there every night that I play it. it it's just it's one of those things that doesn't interfere with anything. Uh, that's a really fun one. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do love playing. Uh, the answer is Jesus is, is a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. I, I love the the hook the hook line on that. I've gotten to where I get to. I embellish that one a little bit more too. But um, that that's a fun one to play. I get to use a lot of reverb and kind of bring. I'm talking to Scott. I, I get to bring some of that '80s uh, hair metal mm-hmm. guitar tone in that with a, yeah. with a little ambient. <laughs> little big big reverb sound I know. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i love it i love it i love it and you know going back to one thing you said is um, and we're sitting in just a little little studio and i've had folks come in and do different things uh, with guitars and you're talking about the modulars um like that oh, um a pod yeah this is just a pod but the you can pair you you compare sticking into this versus what you're talking about with with actually the real you know coming into the real amp with and there's there's no comparison I mean when when you're listening to it I mean I'm like you I'd much rather hear uh, what comes out of the amp into the microphone instead of what comes through when you just plug into this and into the board I mean that's just that's I, I've noticed it and I'm not a guitar player. Massive Easter was the first person I ever saw that had one of those. And he used one of those on the road for years. Yeah. And because those sound great. Plug yeah, they're, they're, they're nice and they're convenient. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, because goodness, you can do so many things with this. But uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old school junkie. I like the, I like the amp. I do too. Uh, there's, there's a session guitarist that I, I call him my guitar mentor because I've learned more about guitar from him than maybe anybody. He, he said good tone is uh, good tone is heavy and hard to carry. <laughs> that's right. That's good. I thought that's that's a true statement. That's really good. Um, punch pop up Caden's question up there, Jason, and we'll we'll start getting the wagon circling here. Um, Caden Howell, our last guest that we had hey. on, he was in episode eight of Southern Gospel. For it asks, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas song, Matthew? Do I have to mention a version too, or just a song? Uh, however you want. Version it's matters. Answer. It's your answer. Make it your own. Okay, Celine Dion, "Oh Holy Night." Excellent. Ooh, that one's good. I listened Excellent. to that last night. That's funny. Excellent. Uh, 
growing up, that's what that mom all we mom loved that Christmas record when we were growing up, and so that was that to me is my childhood Christmas record. Mm-hmm. It's and fantastic. I I love every song on that record. And then later she got the Michael Bublé Christmas, and I like that one. <laughs> yes. You're speaking my language. When you get to the Crooner's Christmas, that's what I want to go with. Uh, I'm actually into Sinatra, Crosby, and uh, yeah, Bublé is great. So you know, I, we were having this, well, sorry, we were having this conversation the other day. Isn't it weird? Like there was an era of time back in, I don't know, the 60s, probably when all those songs were recorded. Mm hmm. Isn't it crazy, like, the songs that people were writing and, and recording that are just being rehashed now? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just kind of blows my mind of how good a lot of those songs were, and they're still, they still hold up now. But no one's yeah. creating the same level of great mm-hmm. Christmas material now. So, no. Disputably, the last good Christmas song that was ever released was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And that's oh, just my. I opinion. can't believe you said that, man. We've went all night agreeing with everything. <laughs> I, I'm just. That's the last time something like good or something new that's recognizable was ever released. And Wait, I'm not, don't don't you feel bad for those people in department stores right now that have listened to? Oh, that have heard that. Times I'm times not a fan of the song. It's just the last <laughs> thing that was new. Now you're you're right. You're right. I it that is uh, <laughs> such a true statement. But I, I'm just just thinking about it though. There's there's everything that we have in our society right now is based on nostalgia. You think about like there's no new movies or TV shows that are like original ideas for the most part. Everything is rehashed to play on your childhood. Yeah, I didn't say that I liked the song, Aaron. I said <laughs> it was the last classic Christmas song that was released. Man, I just thought you was going to bust up. You know, I'm hearing Aaron say, you know, the last like, I thought he was going to bust something up like cherish that name, you know, something, you know. And oh, uh, no. Went with see, Mariah see, Carey. Christian, uh, Christian Christmas music. I feel like every year that a like Southern Gospel group releases something, mm-hmm. there's something new on those. But I'm talking as far as like the mainstream, mainstream. Yeah, turn it on you. the local radio hang station. Hang on, I, I have to challenge you on this, and this might be a Jason Baines research question or a Riley research question. Mm. Mary, did you know? Mark mm-hmm. Lowry, right? Mark Lowry wrote it, but yes. when was that released? Because that's a monster mainstream hit now. Yes, everyone does. Compared, it. To, compared mm. to the Mariah Carey, which one came out first? Late 80s, I think. I think, think when, uh, Mary, I did, think you Mary did you know? Mary, did you know? Yeah, Mary, yeah. did you know? I think it was, was 87. I think so, late 80s, early 90s. Okay, because Mariah Carey's version, that was 90s, right? 91, uh, 92, somewhere around there. Oh. Yeah, it's later than that. I graduated in 92. It was not you know, out the yet date, then. The, I thought it was like no, early the, 2000s with Mariah. Random yeah, question or was, random statement. The, the number one song in the United States Billboard list the day that I was born in 92 was Boys to Men, End of the Road. That's <laughs> Nice. That was... Um, oh, all I want that was to rise came that, out in nineteen ninety four. Okay, I was somewhere around that area. Okay. I knew it was early nineties. And what was Mary? Did you know? Okay, here here's the answer to your question. It says that um, it was written by Mark Lowry in nineteen eighty four, and the music was written by Buddy Green in nineteen ninety one. Okay, and it was it was originally recorded by Michael English on his self titled debut solo album in nineteen ninety one. Yep. 
So Mary, just did you three know years first. younger. Okay. Yeah. Wow. wow. I, didn't realize, awesome. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was that old. So, Matthew, yes, that song of the year in your day, in your year of birth was actually my class song. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? 100% serious. Man, you serious, Clark? Yes, I'm 100% serious. Um, yeah, we sung that. We, a group of us sung that as our senior class song. So that is awesome. Ours was Free Bird. Oh, it was a very good class song. And then I played played it at, um, at one of our things, and it was the most like random thing to play Free Bird at. I think it was like a band talent show or something. And me and a couple buddies were like, let's learn free bird. It was, no. it was something. And I, I've got to, I've got to fact check myself. I'm sorry. I've got to fact check myself. I'm so sorry. I had the right group, but no, you, that you said come to the end of the road, right? Yeah. Our class song was by boys to men, but it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. My bad. Same oh group. Yeah. It's so yeah. hard to say. Oh, that's a good yesterday. song too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not so. The year you were born was my year of graduation, which that's why they call me Papa on here. So, um, anyway, <laughs> that's all. That's all. Avery, what did you say your your class song was? Mo Bamba. What now? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a rap just song. Don't actually don't it go look it up. It was not my vote. I voted for another brick in the wall by Pink Floyd. I was overruled because it was 2019, and that was the thing. You uh interesting. And Avery, you graduated Hayden, right? I did, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Mo Bamba was our class um. <laughs> I'm gonna walk on with that. Um yeah. interesting. Okay. That that's hey, Riley, do you have any more questions? <laughs> but no, let's do this before and we'll go I, I, again. I'm looking at time. We're getting long here, but I love it when y'all have turned the tables and asked the guest mm-hmm. to ask the panel a question. Anybody, all of us, however you want to do it, Matthew, this is your time to ask anybody or all of us on the panel a question. Hmm. Oh, okay. Gosh, man, I wish you wouldn't put me on the spot. Oh, uh, well, you know, we we just been we've just been rolling, we've been flowing all night. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, well, so what do you guys think that? Okay, here's a good question. Where do you guys see Southern gospel music in 10 years? Okay. Mm -hmm. I see a 70s resurgence coming. Like the 70s brand of gospel music. You see groups like the Inspirations, the Kingsmen. But I mean like full on, like everyone's going to be doing it. Kingsmen have brought out old classics. Inspirations are doing what Inspirations are doing. We see Gold City bringing out a lot of the Brian, Ivan, Mike, 80s. kind of era we see a lot of these like and i think we're gonna have like a late 70s early 80s movement coming forward as far as people bringing out old hits and doing them with because i said this a couple weeks ago to a friend at a concert southern gospel as far as lineups go is at its peak right now every group has their select people i feel like every lineup is complete right now with iconic people you know, before we, because I'd like to hear everybody's take on this. That's a killer take. And to parallel your take, I want to mention this, because this is something that we talk about on the KPNR bus. And as all of you know, our music is progressive for our mm-hmm. industry. It's mm-hmm. not the traditional 
uh, SG. And 10 years ago, we found uh, our audience is growing every year. And our, and our audience is getting younger. And mm -hmm. the thing that we have found 10 years ago, we had a, a smaller audience. And my prediction and my, my correlation is people that were listening to this music 10 years ago were still from the old Southern Gospel market mm -hmm. that loved 50s country. Those people are now dead. And right. now you have the people that were teenagers and in their early 20s when the Beatles came on the scene. And right. so they like classic rock. And so as they're you said, okay the with 70s, more progressive. Exactly. So our right. music now relates to the, the boomers who grew up with, who liked rock music. And right. so we're seeing the shift in our in our music from that. And so I think that parallels with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. How about an old guy perspective? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to hear Avery and Riley's perspective too. How'd you know I wasn't talking about Riley? But anyway, um, oh, I just so, <laughs> you just assumed. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I'll, I'm going to preface this by first saying that one of my absolute things that I despise most in the church is um, disagreements and arguments over music styles. Uh, uh, as a former worship leader, it's just not something that I like to <laughs> adhere to, and it turns me off in a heartbeat in either direction, okay? And I'm, I'm going no matter what direction, what hill somebody stands on. I just don't have any patience for the arguing and disagreement. You know, personally, I've already said that I'm kind of old hat. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of an old guy, and I'm not so, I mean, I'm, I call myself old, but I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really not that old. But I do. I have an appreciation for all of the. That's one thing I love about the Southern Gospel umbrella is how wide it is and how many okay, different see. types of styles that it encompasses. Like when you look at NQC stage and what comes across the stage, yeah. I mean it's 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 amazing, and, and and I love to see how it stacks up sometimes in a lineup. I mean, if you move from something, and I don't know that this has ever happened, but say you move from a Dixie Echoes to KPNR, you know, or something like that. I mean, that is one heck of a move. But yet, you know, here it happens and, and you have your fans of each and, and it's, you know, it, it just it just works. Yeah, I, I like what Evan said, and I, I do see it. I, I've, I've really um, been amused with the Kingsman and Gold City and the inspirations. Basically, a, a cousin, I would say, give the folks what they want to hear. You know, mm -hmm. so when you associate with those groups, folks' minds really turn back to uh, those eras that when when they really blew up and, and they came on strong. And I do see that. Now, I mean, you see more and more kind of tripping into that now and bringing it out. At the very same time, mm -hmm. I do see like you guys. Um, and, and, you know, yes, you've got uh, Susan and Karen, um, the seasoned veterans in the group, but you also have Grant and you and Carrie. In, in the group that makes up KPNR and, and you have this youth there. I'm looking across. And of course, now, as you see with this whole thing, getting started Southern gospel before it, I have a heart for young folks. I, I pay attention to the young folks. And when you look across the genre and you look at the talent right. in Southern gospel music and you have talent all the way across the board from, you have somebody like young Caden that we had um, the last 
episode and he is as traditional lead baritone mm -hmm. voice singer as you will get and doing a fantastic job at the classic southern gospel sound at the same time you look across the bow and you see the sound or you see the mm -hmm. Irwins, or you see uh you see the hayes family classic uh, um, um convention style singing and i just see it keep it i'm seeing i think it's going to keep broadening I mean, I may be wrong, but I think that there is a powerful core group of you young folks that's going to take us into a new era. And I'm really looking forward to it. I said it. I don't think that the youth is the future of Southern gospel. I think it's the present. And yes, I'm seeing those pocket groups of the resurgence, but I'm also seeing a lot of broadening. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. But I, and, and and to your point, Matthew, I think you. I never had considered the, the aging because they've been saying Southern gospel is going to die for since I was a child yep. and it's not, you just keep moving and it progresses and keeps moving. But yes, the older, yes, the crowd usually has some grayer, whiter hair, but that older group. And like you said, embedded in fifties and sixties in the country and the and classic sounds to now I'm going to put myself in that seventies and eighties you know, maybe not Beatles, maybe let's move on into the 70s, classic rock, southern rock, classic country. You know, even the, you look at country music that came into play in the 80s when you started yeah. moving in and you started getting people in the late 80s introduced like Travis Tritt and some of those sounds and things like that, which ha that that's us. And so I think we can accept easier the different stylings and the and the driving sign. I don't know. I, I like this perspective. I think we're hitting all over the place, but yeah. I do see your core pockets is going to keep giving the classics. But I really see it. I see the 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 scope progressing and the and the horizons getting broader. I do too. I've, and on your point as well, this music's not dying by no. any stretch of the imagination. I I because. As I mentioned earlier, I, I run socials for KPNR, and I, that also includes, I look at our stream numbers each year mm -hmm. and on all platforms. Spotify alone, we saw a 22% increase in listeners. Awesome. Like the, the perspective, like we, I, I didn't share the wrap up this year on Spotify, but the, we're, we're hitting over a million streams on Spotify alone throughout the year million and a half or 1.7 i think and the the perspective to me is if you were to go back to the 90s when people were only buying cds and cassettes mm -hmm. you weren't seeing you were only selling as many as you could sell and in christian bookstores could sell that's a fraction of what's being consumed mm -hmm. right now all around the world and uh so like we we gained over 10 countries this year on spotify alone of people that started listening to our music so this music is growing like crazy and it's interesting to see what these countries are listening to and what what era of kpnr music that they're listening to but yeah i, I think the scope is um growing my hope because it drives I, I stay away from the the fan page like the southern gospel fans you know i stay away from those pages because those comment sections are, are crazy and I, I just hope that people stay curious and stay hungry with the music mm -hmm. they get, because to me, what has there not to get into the weeds, but being growing up in this industry and I've seen a lot of good and I've seen a lot of bad. I've, I've, I've 
there are things that this music and the, the leadership of this industry, there are things that happened in the 80s and 90s that have stifled this industry. They, they've put us back 30 years in a, in a degree because of the, the, the poor leadership that this music had. And we are just now in the past five years rectifying. And I'll tell you, the person who's uh, largely responsible, Ed Leonard, the president of Day One Records, he has done things that the consumer has never seen, mm-hmm. and he has done things behind the scenes uh, with other industry personnel, other genres of Christian music, the Recording Academy. He has done things to help our music progress more than anybody will ever see or ever know, and I like to give him a shout out because credit's due to him, and he'll never get recognized for it, and I just hope that and with me being on the the board of Seawalker uh, that owns Singing News, I, I my my perspective is I want to always make sure that our music's going forward and not backwards anymore. And never again will I stand by and let other people be stifled for trying to create something. And you know that's that's the thing that mom gets a lot. Mom and Susan get a lot of praise now, but there was a time when they were tried. They were tried to be. They were they were. At, they were tried to be snuffed out at a point and to not name names and go into all the weeds of that. But there was a time where it was a very difficult road for them. And largely because of the style of music that they did, it didn't agree with the other, yeah. the, the powers that be at the time. And there was a, a very challenging part. And I, cause I agree with you. I, I hate it when people go one way or the other and, and try to do it. I think every single style of music is acceptable in church. We should be accepting all of it and keep an open mind and stay hungry. So that that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> I like it. Avery or Riley, do y'all want to weigh in on that? We don't want to skip over. I don't think there's too much I could add to that. I would, well, this is more like what I'd like to see. I'd like to see, obviously we have some great young people in the music already, but I think we'll continue to see more young people come into it. And the next generation have new groups and that'll take us into the next 20, 30 years. If the Lord doesn't come back first. There you go. Yeah. And I, I agree with everything. I think we're seeing people that are less like focused on one particular group. And at least personally for me, I can range anywhere from the Chuck wagon gang. That is very guitar forward four voices, hymns that you've heard growing up. And then I can go all the way to people like The Sound, Triumphant, you guys that are more progressive. And I can go across the spectrum. We're seeing, like you said, in QC, everything that comes across that stage is different. And you can go from the Chuck Wagon Gang to Karen Peck and New River, you know, and it works. And it's, you know, people are happy. I will say, I think one thing, if we want to see younger people stay in it, and I mean, I'm going into corporate life and like I tell Riley, I can't go on the cruise because I'm, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't in school, I'd be working. And in QC, it's at a really inconvenient time for people for who students. are yeah. either in school or having to work. I mean, that's like five to six days you're having to take off work. If you're young in your career, you can't really do that. Um, and then you're not able to attend these big events. I do think what um, Singing News TV is doing, having all these live streams is great because it gives us an opportunity to see it and be kind of involved, you know. But I think 
being more mindful of we want the crowd to get a little bit younger, being maybe a little more accessible to us. I mean, we go all the time on weekends and in the summers well, we are can, amazing yeah. because, you know, we're free. We're kind of open. And I've noticed summer, summer sings usually have younger audiences because there's no school schedule. There's no, you know, extracurricular because uh, that's really what slowed me down from getting to go to NQC, from getting to go on the cruise and, and such like that. But I think Southern Gospel is here to stay. And I think people are going to keep experimenting and playing and new groups are going to come around. I mean, people like Endless Highway, I love them because they <laughs> kind of go across the spectrum. They can do everything from bluegrass to the, I love their new album. Mm -hmm. yes. All the stuff on there is great. And I would consider some of them a little progressive. And, you know, I think we're just going to keep seeing that of this ambiguity of we can go any way we want. I absolutely positively loved that question, Matthew. That was a great question and I think a great run of discussion. And uh, I guess my only cap that I would put on it from the old guy perspective and I guess the pastoral perspective, like I said, I, styles of music, I love it all. I love it all. But my encouragement, and I know I, that's one thing I love about you, uh, the songs that you guys uh, have in your catalog. And I know uh, Karen has written. I had I had to co-write on on tons of them over the last several years and become just an awesome writer. And they are lyrically strong in the word. And and that's my that's my only thing about the music. I'm I'm, I'm fine with broadening of any kind of style sound. I'm not fine with broadening of the word. And, you know, and as long as we keep our yep. music in the word of God and you know and keep it true to that like you guys do and, and our group seem to be doing it, then I can I can absolutely positively support it. And and that should be the mindset in their churches, you know, it's not about a style or 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 how it sounds, it's about what it says. It's about the message within the song. And uh I tell you, I can I can set through a group that may not just pluck my strings. I don't know how to say it. You know, I can set through that and get past that and listen and listen to, to, to the word. And, uh, and I think that's the thing. I think that's so much of what our music brings is the message. Um, mm -hmm. It's, 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 I don't say it's easy to make rhymes, but I mean, you know, I listen to some of those hair band songs like we we're talking about from the eighties. And if you listen to those lyrics, it's pretty, you know, they just throwing stuff together to make a rhyme just so the guitar licks work. You know I mean? It, it, it's, it's easy to make music, but when yeah. your music has a message, like the, yeah. the songs that you guys present on stage, that's, that's all I need. That, that right there is all I need and I can get lost in it. And I'll say this, and I don't want to keep us on for four hours or anything, yeah. but yeah. Wow. I'll say this, Mike, music, because I am a musician, I listen to the music when I listen to songs, Absolutely. which can get in the way sometimes when I listen to Southern gospel music, because it's like, oh, I'm so focused on what's going on, which is fine. But the whole point of Southern gospel music is the gospel and presenting it. And I've realized that Southern gospel music is like the only genre in the world that I will listen to the lyrics because they're simple. But one line packs in a million things or you never know when you're listening to a song, if you're going to need that eight years down the road, when another song you hear, like, don't stop believing like, yeah, it's a catchy song, but none of the words are going to get me through a hard time in my life. You know, <laughs> I mean, don't stop believing like whatever, but nothing like the answer is Jesus. The answer is him. Make you want to run through a brick wall. Yeah. Good like, stuff. Good I stuff. I expect a lot from you next time I see you in the audience. 
when that song comes on, I better see your coattail flapping in the wind as you sit right across the front. You got it. You got it. <laughs> we'll make it happen at Bessemer. Yep. Lucky yes. for you, the Bessemer building is a brick building. So, and uh, <laughs> yeah. did somebody say Bessemer? What a segue. <laughs> what? Hey. <laughs> I tell you what, we had the most fun this this January doing this tour with them. We, we, we're taking the same package from last year and well, this it's year, fantastic. and we're bringing it this coming January. We, yeah. we we had the best time on this tour. Y'all, y'all, and, and several of y'all are still sticking with us. I'm glad you're still here after an hour and forty minutes. But go look up Bill Bailey sings. Uh, Bill Bailey sings the gospel. Isn't that the way? Bill Bailey. Um... Concerts. 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 Bill Bailey, Bill Bailey concerts.com. If you look that Bailey, up, you'll find a comedian from the UK. So yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Say Bill Bailey concerts. And, and this tour is awesome. You have trumpet quartet, the hoppers, Karen Peck and new river and the guardians. Um, I know they're going to be close to us. It's when I say us, the Bradfords and Jason and I when uh, in Bessemer, Alabama on January the 19th, that's this flyer, but go look up that website. There is a, mm -hmm. it's an awesome tour in several different cities and uh, check them out. Cause yeah, that that you won't it won't get any better than that. Let me just put it out there like that. That, that, that concert last year was awesome. a ton, a ton, a ton of like fun yeah. as an audience member to watch it. It was I can only imagine what it was like on stage. So, Matthew, while we're in the promotion, I, I do want to give uh, due diligence to Karen Peck and New River. So for our friends watching, if you'll go to Karen Peck and New River dot com. You can find all things Karen Peck and New River, including tour schedules. Uh, you can find, uh, if you want to learn a little bit about them, look at their bios, go look at the site. But you can also go to their store. And that's what I always ask you guys. Matthew did not have to come spend an hour and 41 minutes and 32 seconds of his time with us tonight. But he did. Uh, he's been gracious to us. Uh, Karen Peck and New River, Matthew, they all love y'all and appreciate the fans. But we need to appreciate them back. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer, and and one thing that keeps this music going is ministry continues when it gets supported. And there's a, a great way that you can support the music by going to the Karen Peck and New River dot com website. Go to their store, buy the music. I know they have USBs, they have CDs. Y'all have uh, y'all have a couple of vinyls too, don't you? Uh, well, I th I, I'm trying to think. I know the Lifta's name vinyl is sold out. It's sold out. Okay. Okay. Limited. All, all of our vinyls are limited editions. And okay. we, we only do, we do a limited pressing of 500. I think we might have some 222 left, but I think okay. those might have just. Save one for Bessemer. I'll pay you there. I promise. <laughs> I've been trying to get my hands on that one, but you're sold um, out every time I, I've seen it. But check out their merchandise and support them. And also, uh, uh, you can find the booking information, the Harper Agency, and uh, contact them. Uh, we need to have them at your location. Uh, we've had folks watching from Indiana to Maryland to Florida to Alabama to Georgia and all points in between. Uh, bring them to your church. Bring them to your area. Uh, we'd love to. I want y'all to support our folks that we have on here. Uh, we we need. We're. I always say we're in this together, and I mean it. Um, we need to support those who minister the gospel because uh, I believe the word tells us to. So we need to support them. We all do that for me and go visit Karen Peck and Is there anything else you would like to promote, Matthew? 
Uh, well, you know what? We haven't mentioned this, but uh, you can check out the Night Owl Diaries. Yes. Uh, that Grant and I do every Friday night. Well, not until we will, I think we'll resume. Uh, what's the first Friday after Christmas? Is it the 29th or 30th? Uh, 25th is on Monday, so that'd be the 29th. 29. Is the 31st yeah. is on Sunday. I think I know we're doing we're actually doing a Bill Bailey concert on the 29th, but we will probably go live on December 29th. Uh, okay. That'll be the first Night Owl Diaries video back. But Grant and I do it on the bus uh, every Friday that we're working. We start around 11 o'clock Eastern time and we just go until whenever and we answer <laughs> comments. We've had so much fun on there, and I mean, we, we get into all kinds of stuff. It, it, every episode's different, it, and it, it's kind of fun. It's kind of like this because the each episode kind of hinges on the comment section. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so, some night people, some nights people are really active and they're really asking some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Other nights it's like getting pulling teeth to get them to say anything. <laughs> we have we have one guy. His name is uh, John Sandlin, and it's John Sandlin. He comments. He's he's not missed an episode since we started, and he lives in Alaska. And he comments every time he, he throws out a weather report on where he is in Alaska. Because he's in like the bush. He's not in like Anchorage or something. Wow. And so he'll he'll do a, like a weather report. And then like a couple weeks ago, he was like, "There's a moose in my backyard right now." <laughs> it's just it's it's so much we've gotten to know so many people on there and we we just have a ball doing it and y'all do a great job and the thing and and, and i know i say it's late but i usually go back and watch that that you know catch it on the replay but uh i love it and i think one thing that from what i've got from the folks who have commented about southern gospel forward just the unscripted and kind of laid back and just let it go and however it goes. And, and, and I love that about you guys and the way that y'all take it. And it's a lot of fun. I like the the fact that y'all have fun with it. And uh, yeah, so y'all go, y'all check that out and uh, support them and, and, and share, share, share. When you see those night owl videos, share them, share them. That helps it get out there. Um, just yes. like we want y'all to share us, if you As will. As you can see, Evan's not a night owl. He's already yawning, and it's only. Yeah, and and I want to give a shout. Four forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Did what? Wow. I've been up since four forty-five. Bless you. I'm five fifteen. Evan got what, up what? at like ten thirty. Okay. Five. <laughs> We will, uh, we, and, and I want to give a shout out too because I know Riley's a little under the weather and he's hung in here with us. I was afraid yeah. he was going to have to pass out on us, but he's hung in here. And, and uh, do y'all have yeah, anything else you want to specifically? That's what Michael's for. There you go. <laughs> do y'all have anything specifically y'all want to ask, uh, Matthew? Mm-mm. Okay. I think I'm good. Yeah. One thing, if you will, Matthew, if you don't mind, and this is kind of putting you on the spot, but I don't think it's too so. Uh, I don't think it's too bad on the spot, but just, you know, our audience is all over the place, but this is, uh, you know, young folks driven. And I like to have, uh, I like to have words spoken from our young folks of encouragement to those who watch. And, you know, if you, if you have any parting message, any parting words of wisdom, or uh, just a word of encouragement for those tuning in, now is your time. Well, you know, I think uh, the fitting the fitting thing to talk about right now is with it being the holidays 
you may be watching this video and, and you're down something you've had a hard year things have happened to you in recent months and and the holidays aren't so cheerful and i think that the my word of encouragement to you that is biblical is you may be going through a season of grief or depression right now but you will come out of it god does he does deliver you out of those and seasons are exactly that they're seasons don't mm. dwell on the season that you're in because it can turn into a spirit that will be harder to get rid of mm. understand that it's a season because your season will lift and you will you will reap joy in the next season whenever god takes you to the next one so be encouraged this this christmas season that'll preach right there that was man i'm gonna i'm gonna just screen record that and anytime i'm in seasons or in a funk or anything like that i'm just coming back and watching that that was thank you for that for real yeah thank you for those words and to all those that are listening and watching this too Let's do our part. Um, you know, sometimes I, I'm a Christmas junkie. Um, uh, I have had seasons and I have had struggles with uh, some downs through the years, too. So I know that side. And sometimes you never know who you come in contact with there this season, what they're going through, what their walk is. Let's let's be proactive in, in spreading the cheer and the, and, and the joy that we should have. And in, in, as Christians, as those who know. Uh, the reason for the season uh, that we celebrate the birth of a savior that was given to us um, because God so loved us that he wanted a relationship with us and he gave it to us through Jesus Christ. So share that joy, share your smile, tip extra to the servers, to the waitresses, to the workers in the restaurants, be courteous in those checkout lines, those long lines of those who's working so hard. And let's just say, share some cheer around. You never know what kind of an impact you may have uh, by just showing those teeth, showing that smile and telling someone that God loves them. Avery, did you say, did you, I'm sorry, did you say, was you? Jesus is the reason for the season. There you go. Oh, you were you were you were giving the visual to the audio. Visual. I got you. I bet that sold a lot better than my Christmas coffee shirt. <laughs> I I don't know. I tested it. So <laughs> I liked your coffee. I liked your Christmas shirt. It was cute. It was good. <laughs> I saw a lot of them, but probably not as good as that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Matthew, I'm, I really appreciate it. Um, it's not biblically accurate. It's got wise men on it. Well, you know. Oh, <laughs> he was two when they got there. That's right. That's right. We got to get into all that. Semantics. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. But, uh, Matthew, I thank you for joining us tonight. I hope this has been enjoyable for you. We've had a blast. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, tell you folks hi, and we said Merry Christmas, and we'll see you down the road. Uh, many parting shots from my partners. Merry let's not Christmas. let's not make this the last one of twenty twenty three. Let's let's New Year's something. So mm -hmm. oh, you're, okay, okay, okay. We'll do our best. We'll we'll do our best not to get too vacationy and see if we can get one more in by the end of the year. But thank you all so much for joining us, and we just hope that y'all have a wonderful Christmas. If we don't see yes. you again, a happy New Year. May God richly bless you and your families. And we love you with all the hearts. Y'all have a good night. Good night.